you seek the key. But first, you must learn the ways of precision, craft, and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system up to a 313-mile range and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is their most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. Live from the NASDAQ market site overlooking New York City's Times Square, <laughs> this is Fast Money. We're already having a good time on this yeah, Friday, sure. Friday I'm Melissa Lear. Traders on the desk are Tim Seymour, Steve Grasso, and Guy Adami. We're also joined by Jeff Mills, Chief Investment Officer at Bryn Mawr Trust. Tonight on Fast, a prescription for your portfolio. Healthcare stocks jumping as the president pushes for price transparency in the industry. Why the sector could be the single best opportunity in this market. Plus, our chart of the week, one whale making a big splash betting on this name. We'll tell you what it is. And later, it's time to blank and chill on this mm. cold November night. We ask traders <laughs> what one stay-at-home stock uh, they most want to cozy up with for the long winter ahead. But first, a major milestone for the Dow. Closing above 28,000 for the first time. New records, too, for the S&P and NASDAQ. Big-name stocks like United Technologies, Alphabet, Microsoft, all hitting record levels. So is this market just headed higher and higher? Guy. That's a miserable song, isn't it? I don't Tim, think the music. That's yeah, I, 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 you know what? There was a time and a place for it, but not. It's, not it's, and it's this is not the time, time and the place to talk about it. So let's talk the place. about the market. Well, kudos, to, kudos to everybody in the desk but me that have thought this market's going to continue to grind higher. I mean, there's so many headwinds. There's so many things to be concerned about. And we've rattled them off. The market doesn't seem to care. The VIX closes at 12, which in my estimation is way too low in this environment. But the S&P continues to grind higher on a day where the only real news is the president and part of his administration talks about getting closer and closer to a trade deal with China that I thought we had phase one signed a couple of weeks ago. They're getting a lot of mileage out of that. Earnings have been good. But again, I do think this market is not nearly looking at all the negatives closely enough, and at a certain point, they're going to matter. I just don't know what the exogenous event is. A lot of people felt the way Guy did, and that's the reason why we keep marching higher, because positioning was so negative. So now you only have two months left to gain where you want to be in the market. That's why it's going to go higher, in my opinion. And S&P, that, by the way, is up 25% this year. I mean, this, was, you know, this, this is one of the quietest great years of all time. And, and if you think about it also, you know, we're kind of coming out of this period of this negative rate uh, you know, spiral. And so the normalization process, to me, also, I, I think, is a big part of uh, some of the health of the market. But um, I know Jeff's got some views on technically and tactically. I'll let him talk about that. Because I, I do think you can get to a place where uh, the positioning Steve's talking about, the sentiment of pain, which is higher for the market, um, sorry about the song guy, mm. is something that you... You, I think we've, we've started to normalize a bit. But the things that you should be very comfortable about, I think, for an investor are we've gotten decent guidance. Um, we've had a, a, a dynamic where the dollar has settled into a range. There's a lot of folks calling for a slightly weaker dollar. I see not only rates normalizing, but, and, and, and that's not a bad thing. That's good for equities. But I see basing in industrial commodities. I see global markets that have a very good glide path into next year, even if we may be getting a little zany right here. Um, and then Google, uh, Apple, and Microsoft, you know, they make up 30% of the triple Qs. I mean, think, think about those charts. All three of those charts, again, maybe a little overbought, but if you're looking for what takes the market higher, 
these three names are, are cruising, and, and I think that's good news. And look, we're long-term investors, right? So we don't see a recession next year. So when that's the case, we're going to be fully invested most of the time. The economy still looks okay. The yield curve is re-steepened. Employment's good. So for all of those reasons, I think the market rises over the next six months or so. And then you have some of the major headwinds, trade, central banks, global growth, all looking a little bit better. And for better or for worse, probably for worse over the long term, you have the liquidity backdrop. Mm -hmm. uh, it is what it is, right? M2 money supply growth is now growing double the pace of GDP. So money needs to find a home. But to Tim's point, tactically, I think if you want to look for a little bit of a pause or a pullback here, you could get one. The S&P is technically overbought. You have over a quarter of the index trading at two standard deviations above their 65-day moving average. Some of the sentiment indicators that I've been pounding the table on on the show over the past couple of months slowly starting to move the other way. And I do think that leadership has been really interesting this month. So the market grinded higher, but what led the way? It was tech, it was healthcare, it was real estate, and it was utilities. Energy, financials, and consumer discretionary were the laggard. So maybe under the surface, there's this need for a little bit of a pause or Right, but if you think about it, what can you can unwind an RSI that's overbought mm -hmm. in the S&P. It doesn't mean that you have to sell it off. You just have to unwind it naturally. And I think the biggest out of all these conditions is the Fed. The backdrop of the Fed is off the table now. He is a dove and will remain positive on the markets. I also think that the backdrop of everybody calling for a recession, it was just a countdown. When are we going to get it? We have 12 to 18 months before, you know, you know this and this and that. We're not getting a recession anytime near t in, in the near term. And, and yet we even got some data this week. We got some data today from the New York Fed and from the Atlanta Fed, which were a, a little bit more hawkish in terms of the fourth quarter, 0 0.2, 0 0.4. Um, but if you, if you look at the prospects for 2020, if you look at the job market where it is right now, um, it's very difficult for me to see where we technically at least uh, and but by what definition happens if we do get, get I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if I'm willing to make that bet that we're not getting a recession. I'm willing to make the bet that... This we'll get a recession, market. but I, yeah, we were calling for it in the sh sure. People were calling for it. They, they had their eye on it. They were, right. the they were looking at global data, sure. and they were saying, we're getting well, it just the, a matter of when. Says, when the Fed says it's not, it's not so much that he's not cutting rates anymore, it's that the, the barometer or the benchmark for him to raise rates Very is high. incredibly high. So that pushes everyone into the most risky of assets, and that's the market. It's interesting, though. I mean, GDP started the year, you know, north of 3%. We're probably going to come in half of that in the next. I mean, so things are moving, in my opinion, the wrong way. But Steve's right, and Jeff is right. I mean, you have this money supply. The, say what you want. I mean, this is QE by the Fed. I mean, they can say it's not. It clearly is. Balance sheets. It's clearly what's going it on. up there. They, well, <laughs> balance sheet's going to continue to grow. I mean, they've stopped, they've stopped raising rates, obviously. I mean, this is quantitative easing. And this overnight repo thing that we don't talk about it at a certain point is a big deal. With that said, I mean, who am I to argue with this? The one interesting thing today is Walmart, which reported, I think valuation finally mattered with Walmart in this quarter. It wasn't a disastrous quarter, but I think people woke up and said, wait a second, Walmart shouldn't be trading at 24 times next year's numbers. At a certain point, they'll probably say the same thing about Microsoft at 27 times next year's numbers. I mean, valuation will matter. People are just not you know focused on what's interesting on right is now. on Walmart specifically, they haven't grown EBITDA. It's all been multiple expansion in, in, in Walmart because when you start to grow that digital or e-commerce, it actually costs them more than someone driving up to the, to the store, well, the picking mix, it up. The product mix is not beneficial on e-commerce. Product mix is, is not beneficial. When it's mostly grocery, right. well, it's you, razor thin margin. It's funny because you saw that in the retail sales number that came Came out today. On the headline, the retail sales number was okay, but when you stripped out autos and gasoline, um, it was actually a weaker number. I, I, 
Walmart, Target, Big Box, um, they had their place, I think, in a market where we were questioning about recession and it was a, it was a safer play. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the fact that they printed three, this is yesterday's news, but I mean, they, they printed 3.2% on same store sales, which I think for Walmart is actually quite good. Well, and let's talk uh, about positioning for a second, right, and getting back to economic fundamentals. I do think that there's evidence that the global manufacturing cycle is actually bottoming. I think you see more evidence of PMIs here, PMIs globally turning up in the first quarter of 2020. So what do you want to do in that environment? I think that's when you see the more durable rotation into cyclicals. And if you're going to see cyclicals do better, guess what? You're probably going to see international stocks do better. If you look at the MSCI Acqui XUS versus the S&P 500, way more tilted towards cyclicals than the S&P. So if you like value, if you like cyclicals, pay attention to international because our clients, when I speak to them, they're very under-invested in internationals because they just haven't worked recently. Okay, so contrast what Jeff is saying, Guy, your view of the market is a little bit more dour and pessimistic. 100%, but it's been so, wrong but, but as well. What, right, right. So, tr- so invest in the market or trade the market you have right now. 100%. It would and not I, be industrials, no, I would I, guess. I don't think it's necessarily industrials. I mean, healthcare, I think, is starting to pick up steam again. We've talked about that for quite sometime. And you see what happened with the hospitals, names like UNH today on the back of some of the comments from the president. But this started prior to that as well. So I think, listen, I think health care still works. I mean, energy seems to have found a bottom in the short term. I think there's some value there as well. Industrials sort of scare me. I understand what Jeff is saying. Maybe things have bottomed and maybe that's the best time to get a lot of these names. But, you know, I don't think I'm not ready to call a bottom yet in a lot of these industrial names. I'm going with the cyclical play because I do have exposure elsewhere to tech. But I'm going as uh, the cyclical basis has not panned out so far. But West Rock is one of my names. Olin Corp, one of my names. I'm hoping that it lasts longer than two or three days at a clip. But to Guy's point, too, I worry about the cyclical trade from now through the end of the year because I do think, as crazy as it seems, I think we're still digesting tighter financial conditions a little bit. So you could but see... But these are trough valuations in the cyclical ag- Agreed. But I think you could still see lower PMI prints. Typically, when PMIs continue to push lower, then you see industrial cyclicals not do in, well. Already priced in. But yeah, potentially. But we would be slow to move into value. I like value, but I would wait till Q1 because I think that's when you'll see the durable bottom. And I think that's going to last for a while. So I think being a little bit late to the game, at least for our clients, probably isn't the worst thing in the world. I, I, think, I think having a barbell approach, which means owning something here and something here, and, and maybe being either short something in the middle, but that's, that's trader speak for. I, I think owning semiconductors and ultra-cyclical stuff, not only has it worked, but I think it's going to continue to work. Um, I, I look at a FedEx that is a trough multiple, um, has been struggling, and, and the chart guys, I, I think, should be telling you, you've built a base, this thing is actually starting to challenge the upside. That's the kind of a stock to me that moves into next year, especially if we've seen this bottom on PM and you don't, I don't think anyone here is saying uh, bottom on PMIs means off to the races. It means you're stabilizing. And, and that, you know, the, essentially that, that degree of change is, is that much more impressive when things go from awful to just bad. That's when you get the biggest moves. All right. Coming up, it's cold. It's windy. So our traders have decided that they are Ooh. staying in tonight. Mm. But not all of them are <laughs> Netflixing and chill. Netflix and chilling. You, is that, yeah, I was going to say. What does that mean? I'm not really, you know, I'm not really up on that sort of lingo. Yeah. But, sure you're not. Um, they will tell us what names they're cozying up for, for for the ultimate night in. Plus, it is the chart of the week. Find out which name grabbed Guy's attention during this record week on Wall Street. We're live from Times Square in New York City. Much more Fast Money right after this. Who 
electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Money. Let's get to our call of the day. Barclays getting its appetite back for Grubhub, raising its price target 89%, telling the food delivery giant's board that it's time to buckle down and prevent further erosion of the stock. That's good advice. Uh, Grubhub shares are now down 48% for the year, even though they rallied over 3% on this call. So what's next? And this was, this was the management team that said the problem or one problem was promiscuous huh. diners. And I don't know what that means, so I'll just talk about maybe diners that are not committed. How about that? Yes, um, they, and they, they are willing to service, shop around. Willy-nilly, yeah. yeah. And, and, no, I, no and I think the stickiness of this is, is ultimately the question. I think the competitive landscape is ultimately the question. And finally, the valuation is where uh, I think this got to be a difficult dynamic. People were pricing them on growth. Uh, they certainly had saddled up to some major, major brands in terms of partners uh, and at some point. But it, the argument here um, by Barclays, is it overdone? Uh, and I think I'd give it a little bit more time. I think the competitive landscape is getting worse. It's slowing growth, shrinking margins. There's, there's no, and you have a high multiple stock. So, yes, I think it can last a lot longer. And Grubhub wasn't made for this. It was a platform to start off with that started, that, that began to deliver. So, for me, I would stay away from this completely. I think the whole group is a sell. Uh, Grubhub, in particular, is the biggest sell. And I read the research note, and it looked like it was $50 and above valuation in an M&A situation. Right. So, mm. you know, they're waiting around for somebody to come and buy the company. That's not something that we would want to wait around for. I think management hasn't proven themselves. So, again, I would stay away as well. You might still catch a little bit of move on this time. It went from 60 to 32 in a straight line on that. What would you say before I'm allowed, allowed to say that? You allowed to say that? She did. On the she said it a couple times. What's wrong with that? It's, I, don't I, don't know, I don't know what it means, so I get scared to say it. I don't know what they're doing in the, in the dining rooms. It's the craziest thing. But from 60 to 32, you know, the 50% retracement of that move is 46. So you can still get a $6 move on the back of what we've seen. Big short interest. They can get squeezed into this move for sure. All right. Well, you know, that Grubhub call got us thinking. Mm. It's a great time to be a couch potato. Forget Netflix and chill. Look at all the different options we have for the ultimate night in. So after tonight's show, our traders are going to head home. They're going to kick off their shoes, cozy up to their favorite stay-at-home stocks. So, Tim, how are you spending this chilly yeah, November? I, you know, I tell you what, it's chilly. You know the first thing I'm going to do, Mel? I'm going to go home and whoa, crack whoa, a bottle. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Ooh, hopefully I didn't crack it on the desk. <laughs> 531. It's going to be time to take out a bourbon and, and you know, kick back it's and really think about open, what I wanted to do this weekend. And it's interesting. We were talking about <laughs> promiscuous dining. I, I tell you what, I, I think my, my weekend stay-at-home stock is match. Uh, and wow. I know this sounds a little naughty. Wow. But I mean, Wife's away, kids are gone. Well, again, <laughs> better there better not be promiscuous dining in my house. Um, but but my, my view on this is, look, we, we've seen kind of the secular move into uh, online dating services. I think Match went through the roof, and it caught some, uh, some sense of uh, things had turned around. But that third quarter number of $541 million in revenues, the sense that they have these new projects, whether it's Hinge Guy. There's a couple new properties, by the way, with record downloads, and you might want to take a look. Um, Hinge and, and uh, OKCupid which has massive growth in India. I mean, this is a company that is global. 
uh, the growth is there. And if you want to stay home and swipe right, this is the I most think, research I've ever heard Tim match a stock. Or was this it? Did he research this? Gonna, this is the question. I don't know. It feels like he's living it. Good job, Tim. What's like, this hinge? Are you doing? Hinge. What's like the hinge? Hash. It's this is a dating so, service. Hinge. The hinge. Hinge. Is it just hinge? hinge. No, hinge. no. The, it's hinge. like eagles, not yeah. the eagles. Two, two million downloads already this year. Right. Way too uh, much okay. information. Let's the mills here. I know what I'm doing. Okay, so this is a teddy bear. They are all over my. It's my teddy bear. They're all over my house. I have three kids. They're all girls. They're all six and younger. So <laughs> if anyone should be drinking, Tim, with all due respect, it should be yeah, me. You know what? I'm going to pass this over I to you, say, sir. But the next best option is to have them sitting in front of the TV, happy, not talking. So I'm going to go with Disney. We all saw the Disney Plus release. Uh, 10 million subscribers. I think the, the outlook was for something like 8 million uh, through the end of the year. So those are big numbers. I think there's more growth there both domestically, internationally, but the stock basically went vertical after you got that big subs number, right? So I wouldn't necessarily buy it here. You have a big gap at about 135, so I would look to 135 to 130 to buy, but I like the story long term. Grasso, what are you going to do So tonight? I'm going to snuggle up. Whoa! Oh, I have, a, I have a few kids of my own, and, and I'm going to do some gaming. I'm going to wind up playing a little Xbox, playing a little PlayStation, and you know what processor are in those? AMD. Come on. Mm. AMD. And all of their processing units are growing. This one is overbought. It's up 108%, but it's still going higher. It's like a cozy blanket. That's a nice, it's a nice blanket. blanket. I can't mic. think of anything cozy. I would have had you in leopard, like that. I, I, got, I, 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 got, something, I got something cozier. Cozier than that cozy blanket? 100%. What would that be? Well, you, you know, the Mr. Rogers movie is coming out. You familiar with the Mr. Rogers? <laughs> yeah. So when he, when he would come into his little he his home, he would take his, he'd put a sweater on, he'd put his slippers on, right. Mr., the Mr. Rogers. When I was a kid, I used to watch that. Tom Hanks' portrayal, I hear, is, is Oscar-worthy. <laughs> but what a lot of people don't know is that the Mr. Rogers also liked the Chipotle Mexican Grill, the CMG. Are you familiar with that? Yes. And the stock sold off in a meaningful way after earnings back in October. I think it sold off enough where you can dip your toes. So tonight I'll be wearing my... Reindeer slippers. slippers. I had to make sure what they were. Is your foot size six? <laughs> Women. <laughs> Women. I mean, I'm just not for. Not, sorry, man. I'm. I'm sorry. Like, no, you're not sorry. Keep, keep going. You think you? You know. You know. It's fine. It's uh, my feet are what adorable. they are. They're dainty. They're adorable. They're, adorable. they're, they're dancers. They're, they're dancers' feet. feet. <laughs> Good for you. Love them. All right. I've forgotten what your pick is. CMG. <laughs> yes. The Mr. Rogers pick. Nice right. work. Yeah. Any thoughts on each other's trades? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I, I actually think, Steve, outside of his blanket, um, I like what he's doing on the gaming. I, I love Activision. I think if you think about this, both the stock in terms of how it's stabilized, I think the earnings multiple around 21 times. Uh, I, I certainly think um, you've got a dynamic in their pipeline that you actually have some, some tailwinds after some really difficult comps. It's a name I'm long, so I'm, a big, I'm big into gaming, and that's all the kids are doing. Mm. Yeah. How about CMG? I don't know about CMG. I think it's a. I think you have a little bit of a, a of a reversion back on this one. It's. I don't know burritos. You like burritos, right? I love them. No he's beans. a big burrito no guy. Beans. Extra no chicken. Tomatoes. The guy needs to be at home me, when I, he's having. You have no I mean, idea. The multiple prepare stations, and not all the franchise have them, so you're waiting in line. So I, I, I don't know. I think it's run its course, due for a pullback. Are you? Do you have circulation in your feet right no, now? I no. I can't feel my toes. He actually hacked off all of his toes. That's why I look so No, small. I mean, the things I do for the show, it's the craziest. Now I've got to show them again. I mean, it's the craziest thing what this they make what me we, do. I mean, this is what we do. Anything. Those are your slippers. You brought them in. Well, you don't have to Pass tell this people down to God, I mean, please. that's not right. I mean, that's just right. not right, Mel. A lot more coming up on Fast Money. Here's, else. Here's what else we've got cooking. 
Restoration Hardware getting a boost as Warren Buffett makes a big bet on the home goods retailer. We'll break down what the company's doing right and how the markets are betting on Target ahead of its earnings report next week. We'll bring you that and more when we come back. Wouldn't it be great to have all your investment and retirement accounts in one place? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, makes it easy. I use it to put my investment account and 401k accounts into one hub and get expert tips that help me confidently manage my money. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or are looking for that extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination, producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. Securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors, and it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. That's yahoofinance.com. A big interview coming up on Monday. Julia Borson's got an exclusive with SNAP CEO Evan Spiegel. We'll bring that to you 10 a.m. Eastern on Squawk on the Street. Time for the chart of the week, guy. Your flag on a retail name. You have to look at this. I mean, Restoration Hardware was an $85 stock in June and having all kinds of difficulties. One of the reasons I think people thought the tariffs would, would, uh, implement, it would adversely affect them. But now look at it. It's more than doubled. Warren Buffett's taking a stake. They're coming off a great quarter, 12% revenue growth. And you say to yourself, there's no way this stock can be valued now, given the run that it's had. Guess what? It's only trading at 16 times next year's numbers, which is relatively inexpensive, given where it's traded before. So although it's had a huge run and Mr. Buffett's in it now, I think that RH can continue to go higher there, Melms. You had once been in RH. Yeah, this was at one point a turnaround story and kind of a management change story and also them getting really their, their Restoration Hardware Club, their loyalty club on board. You become a member, you become tied into the, you know, the ecosystem and, and it works. And I can tell you it works. Um, and, and I think this has also been part of that home improvement trade. I, I, I would rather play, rather than playing home builders, I would be in Home Depot. I would be in Restoration Harbor Hardware. I would be in Sherwin Williams. Um, these are ways to play, I think, uh, a consumer who's got a job, a consumer who's investing more in their home. And, and I think this is a play. And this guy talked about the multiple here is, is not aggressive, and it's a name I think you could stay long. I mean, furniture was one of the weak spots in retail sales today. So, I, you know, if you were to play the consumer and the home trend, what would it be? Yeah, I don't know that I look at one retail sales report and make a judgment going forward here, but, you know, it's a reasonable point. I do think that you're talking about a stock that's 30% above its 200-day moving average, so maybe a little bit of room here to pull back. I think if you get above 192, then there's space up to 200. Um, so, you know, generally, I, I still like it here. The valuation's good, and I, I would ride it. This is definitely one of those stocks that is close to overbought, but when it's been overbought recently, it's unwound it without coming in hard on the name. So I think you're still okay, even though it's had a great year-to-date performance, I think you're okay still owning the stock up at these levels. Buffett really bought some interesting things. I mean, they're small positions, but interesting stocks. It makes you wonder if it's him. Or his Uh, tenants. Might take over one day, Mr. Buffett. Somebody's going to take over for all of us at at some point. Isn't that true? I mean, that's and who could, a nice pair of slippers, and who could oh, fill those slippers? Yeah. Very few people. It's reindeer. <laughs> that's true because they're so small. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't. I, now it's that's ha ha, Melms. Ha ha. Final trade time, Tim. 
I, I love your slippers, no matter what anybody <laughs> says. Uh, and I love FedEx here. We talked this about the cyclicality going into next year. We're talking about a trough multiple. We're talking about a management team that's been maligned, but I think Fred Smith is one of the best in the business. FedEx. Jeff Mills. We would be a tactical seller of Apple here. We still like it long term, but we actually did trim it a little bit today. We just think it's gone too far too fast. You're talking about a stock that's 25% above its long-term moving average. I would look for a pullback if you're going to buy more. Steve Grosso. I have a three-day rule, and I, and I didn't adhere to it myself in Shake Shack. That's why I'm underwater in the trade. So this three-day rule turned into a six-day rule. I think you're okay buying Shake Shack here. You should have used that rule on your on your on buying that blanket, by the way. Yes, I got it. Leopard <laughs> NZI. Yeah. Big OA coming up with CB Always Dubs. Big. I love the OA. We have Columbia Business School here, by the way. Quick, oh, I mean, I'm just giving them a quick hello. Blackstone, trade, yeah, trading up against 52 again. This sucker wants to seem to go higher. OA is up next. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation.